At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Friday, March 22nd, 2019. The Feeding the Book Podcast with Gil Alexander. Alan Boston back on the show today. This time to do the round of 32. Second round. Saturday games. All eight of them. His insights exclusively on the Beating the Book podcast. Enjoy. But we want to start it off again today, uh, again today for the third straight day with Alan Boston, who has been so kind to us uh, with his time and his insights on uh, picks in days one and two. Want to get his thoughts on the matchups that have been set for round two on Saturday. Let's bring him in from somewhere on the East Coast right now. It's Alan Boston. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. It's specifically Connecticut. Connecticut. There you go. On the Rhode Island border, near the beautiful Westerly, Rhode Island. Very nice. How long have you been there? Really is nice. It really is nice around here. You've been this there. Is a very wealthy state. Since you've left Vegas, that's where you went. That's where you've been. I lived in Ridgefield, Connecticut, for six months, which was uh, uh, it's when my life was kind of spiraling out of control. It's after I like sold my house at the absolute low and really, you know, thought I'd be retiring. Instead, I'm like scrambling. And uh, was living in like the wealthiest area of Connecticut, and you know couldn't afford it. But I probably at the time I probably had the best six months of my life there. I reunited with my uh, childhood friend, literally my childhood friend. Our parents uh, walked each other in strollers. He's two months older than me, and uh, his mother was like my second mother. Literally, we've known each other our whole lives. I probably have known him my entire life. Uh, and turns out he lived 15 minutes from Ridgefield, and he was going through a, a nasty, nasty divorce. So. Uh, it was good for him to have uh, someone just to hang out with. And uh, I was new there and just had my great Dane. And it's just an amazing uh, town. It's a very, it's a very wealthy town. And, but the people are uh, very, very uh, welcoming. The Richfield playhouse is probably the best venue on the East coast, maybe in, in the country. The acoustics are amazing. It's a nonprofit. They, they try to keep the prices down. They have 280 shows a year there and, all the old bands and, and groups that I like play there. So that's kind of why I went there. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I, maybe I'll get back there again someday. That's that's a very special area. Well, I'm glad it's working out for you on on the East Coast. I'm glad that the, you have settled in there. Uh, I want to get yeah. to I want to get to these Saturday games, Alan, and I want to I want to get your reactions when we do that. When we set up the matchups, I want to get your reactions to what went down uh, yesterday with the teams involved. Uh, and let's start with with the first game that kicks off on, or that tips off, I should say, on Saturday. Second round game between uh, number six Maryland, number three LSU in terms of the seedings there uh, in the Eastern Region. Maryland gets through by virtue of a two point win over Belmont. They win but do not cover. Uh, really came down to one loose ball late with about one minute forty seconds left. Maryland's size advantage just barely gets them through that game. Uh, and then LSU, um, they win. We're up 18 on Yale at one point. Actually went out to an 11 nothing lead. Yale came back. LSU got it out to 18 and then had to stave off a furious Yale uh, rally with threes. LSU gets the win, but not the cover. Yale gets the cash. Uh, so it's Maryland and LSU. This opened at one. I immediately grabbed it offshore on LSU. It's LSU minus two and a half in this game. What do you think about those two games yesterday and as you see this matchup on Saturday? Uh, one second. I just got to uh, send an order out here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I just noticed. I just noticed they hung tomorrow. So I'm just. Uh, so, yeah, Maryland actually was very fortunate. I'm not so sure it came down to that loose ball. Uh, as you recall, Belmont actually had the ball down one with a chance to win and ran that uh, fake panic play that they ran against UCLA uh, years ago that got famous and it didn't work. And, and, and Belmont to me kind of like choked this off. They, they, they got what they wanted virtually every time down the court when they ran their offense, there were a myriad of three point plays. Uh, and sometimes they're, you know, this is their game, but they're a little too prone to quick, to quick hitting threes that they could have gotten almost at any point in the shot clock. When they were in their offense, they did better. Maryland really had a hard time defending them, and 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 really the game should have been a blowout. I think I really think Belmont should have blown them out, even with Maryland just dominating the boards and and having a chance to wear them out. Uh, they very quickly grabbed the lead in the second half. Yet Belmont had the wherewithal and and fight to to get back in the game. And yeah, there are a couple of loose balls that went against them, but but I really think Belmont, you know, missed some foul shots that they're a good foul shooting team. They missed some foul shots and and just took, took too many quick shots and down one with the ball. You have to get a shot off. You can't turn it over, especially when you're Belmont and, and you run such beautiful, efficient offense. So really a, a disappointing loss there because they would have had a really good chance to beat LSU. Uh, even though it was their third game in five days, I would have given them a really good chance. They're such a hard team to prepare for on, on short notice. Uh, yeah, you gotta go out. Okay. Letting a dog out. And I don't like that song. That's right. uh, Multitasking. We understand. Oh yeah, I'm just a fucking wizard. Uh, <laughs> LSU, uh, LSU was fortunate that Yale missed a lot of threes. Uh, yes, sometimes when you're 17 ahead, you tend to get a little complacent, but. So you could look at the Yale comeback as that, but Yale ended up eight for 37 from three point land. And I dare say, I didn't watch the whole game, but a lot of them were open shots that they normally make. Uh, their best player only was one for 10 from three. And I think two for 16 or had some just abysmal game. Here's a kid who was, I posted his story on, uh, on Twitter. He's a great story. He was not even recruited Williams college, which is a very good uh, Div- division three basketball school up in my neck of the woods. Uh, very, very good basketball program. I think Dave Paulson, the coach for uh, George Mason, 
uh, started there, actually. Because he only came, only one that recruited him. And then uh, someone happened to see some tape on him, and, and, and Yale recruited him without having him watch him play one minute, not even a second. And obviously, he's probably the, the best player that they'll, they had, they've ever had. And maybe we'll have in a long time. He's uh, you know, a lock to make the pros. And, yeah, he's a pro. For sure. They were 21. They missed yeah. 21 of 22, to your point. at one For one stretch of that game, they missed 21 of 22 behind the arc, Yale, yesterday. So uh, so where does that leave us? It leaves us with, you know, teams that got fortunate to get through. I mean, LSU played well for for, for spurts, but, the, you know, they helped their scout the style is, uh, and, and, their, and their coach is less than admirable. Uh, but having watched... Uh, Maryland and having watched LSU, you would just, just, and again, I'm not really a basketball guy. I think the line opened way too low. I think LSU is a much better team. I think you did the right thing. I made the game three and a half and I absolutely would have laid one or I would have laid one and a half had I had the chance, but uh, the game's changed and lines change very quickly. And, you know, there wasn't an opportunity to do either. So I'm just going to leave it alone. Uh, but I, I do think LSU was too athletic and, and certainly too quick for Maryland. Maryland did not look like the, uh, the speediest of crews. Uh, and, uh, would expect uh, that you got a winner there. I hope so. Uh, yeah, it's two, two, it's two and a half consensus right now. You might be able to find some twos, but yeah, the, uh, the ones and the one and a half. I'm halves, not laying two. Yeah, are gone now. Um, the second game, uh, chronologically, now we're talking uh, on Saturday, tomorrow in round two, set up from yesterday's games. Uh, you have a seven and two that advanced in the Midwest region. Wofford did so last night against Seton Hall. Uh, and they did so, by the way, Kentucky, a five point favorite in this matchup. Uh, with Wofford. Uh, Wofford advanced on the strength of a 17 to nothing spurt. They were up a point on Seton Hall with about four and a half minutes left in that game. A 17 to nothing spurt. Fletcher McGee, uh, Nathan Hoover just hitting threes left and right. Wofford gets it done in a big way against Seton Hall uh, by that last stretch. Kentucky, uh, sort of a walkover against Abilene Christian. They do so without P.J. Washington. And I must say, uh, I'm no doctor, Allen, but you look at PJ and you see the hard boot, and you can't imagine that he'd be ready for this he's game. Not, he's definitely out. Yeah. They've already said he's out. So tomorrow. he's out. So he's out as well. So this he's is out. Five. And obviously, he's a, an important player. But obviously, Kentucky recruits well. And against Abilene, that didn't matter. Now, you know, again, I'm not that familiar with the players. I'm sure the backup is, is pretty good. Uh, maybe even better than that. But. You know, what, where Wofford is in danger in this game is getting murdered on the boards. That's always the mid-major battle in any of these NCAA tournament games or, you know, even during the year, but especially these NCAA tournament games where they let them play a little bit is they get killed on the boards. Really, Belmont would have won by 20 if it wasn't for the mismatch on, on, on the boards. Uh, and that's why the 30-second clock is really so, so disturbing to me because, you know, it's more chances for teams to get offensive rebounds and put – the lesser team on the defensive and, and eventually have them crack. Uh, it, it was a much better game at 35 seconds. It's not supposed to be about uh, uh, the best team or the most athletic team or the power power school winning. It's supposed to be about college sports and intelligence should have something to do with it and, and not just athleticism. And, and, it, and, you know, if you remember what college really is, it's a place to get an education. So intelligence has something to do with education and, Sports are supposed to be secondary, and they really have lost their way with this. And uh, but you know, it's kind of a microcosm of the whole world, really. When a whale washes up in Japan with seventy pounds of plastic in it, and no one seems to give a fuck, then there's really something wrong with the world. Uh, anyway, that's my little 
environmental diatribe. As for this game, the, the, the lack of Washington as their leading rebounder and the leading scorer too, I believe, really could could help Wofford a lot. Uh, anyone that watched Wofford yesterday uh, saw why they have been such a home run covering team this year. They are very prone to big runs. They defend much better than most mid-majors do. The kid Jackson in the middle is an absolute monster. And when they got away from getting the ball into him is when they kind of like lost their way. Again, they started shooting some quicker threes that really they don't need. Because anytime Jackson got the ball, something good happened. He, he's, he is absolutely fantastic. I, I hadn't seen much of them, but I heard that, you know, he's the difference maker. And, you know, having someone like him at a, at a Southern Conference school is, is crazy. The Southern Conference was, was really a powerhouse this year. They, they had Furman, East Tennessee State, NC Greensboro, and, and Wofford, all with tremendous teams. And as you recall, Davidson was once a Southern Conference school, so it really could have been a hell of a league this year. It was anyway, but it really could have even taken another step up. Uh, so where does that leave us? Kentucky had an easy time of it. Wofford probably should have had an easy time of it and just just let it get away. You saw when the game got helter-skelter that Wofford struggled with that. I assume that Mike Young will be working on that uh, when they play Kentucky. Kentucky's not really a pressing-type team, but they're super athletic and, and, and definitely – Seton Hall's athleticism bothered Wofford, so Kentucky's athleticism really could, could, could wreak havoc on him. But Mike Young knows what he's doing, and there's certainly ways to, uh, you know, by running good offense and having good spacing and, and, and making proper passes, you can, you can negate some of that. And uh, Kentucky's not the smartest of bunches. They're, uh, they definitely got a lot better as the year went on, but the loss of P.J. Washington absolutely matters in this case, and, and if they don't destroy Wofford on the boards. Uh, uh, an upset certainly isn't out of the possibility. The line's no bargain. It's five, five and a half, five and a half now. Uh, so I, you know, as for betting the game, I don't, I don't think, you, I don't think the price is any, any, I mean, it's Kentucky against Wofford, right? It's a, yeah. it's the absolute, you know, top program in the country versus a Southern conference school. And it's five and a half. So there's never any bargain betting the dog there for sure. But you know, if they won the game, I don't think any, I don't think too many people would be surprised. As we, as uh, Peter Keating from ESPN, the magazine pointed out yesterday, too, Kentucky two hundred and thirteenth in the nation guarding three point uh, shooting uh, by opponents. So that if you if you're betting Wofford, that's probably where you're hanging your hat. That's their game anyway. But they need to get it into Jackson and let him, you know, if he can if he can beat his guy without Washington, that might help a lot too. Uh, if they can, uh, you know. Just, just something good happened every time he had the ball. He, he's a great passer. He's they, they can't stop him one on one. I they need to just uh, go inside out instead of just uh, you know. They, I think they need to be more patient. Kentucky can be beat if you're patient. They definitely don't have their uh, focus uh, nonstop. You know they're so talented. Sometimes they're prone to. Uh, to apathy, and uh, that, that's not the right word, but I'm, I think my point's made. Yes, absolutely. They, they can be probed and beaten, Kentucky, and and uh, and I think that they need to show some patience, Wofford. You don't want to, Kentucky plays slow, but you don't want to get in a track meet with them because because they play slower than most athletic teams. But you don't want this sped up too much. Even though Wofford likes to play fast, I, I think they'd be better off uh, 
you know, if nothing, if they get nothing on the first uh, break down the court to, to run their offense for, for almost the whole shot clock. That's what I think. But, All right. uh, you know, Mike Young's a lot smarter than I am and, and, and he'll do the right thing. And, and, uh, you know, an upset's certainly not impossible here. They're, they're a very, very good team. Wofford. His name you know, is- giving you only five and a half. Obviously it's not, it's not impossible. It's kind of a stupid thing to say. Uh, I'm not so sure how big, you know, PJ Washington's lost. I think that's the, uh, that's the key. And again, I don't know who the backup is. And I didn't watch any of the Abilene Christian games. So I can't comment. The game was over very early. So I didn't even bother. Uh, right, that's it. I, I okay. you know, I made the game. Uh, I think if, if, if everyone plays, I make it seven. So the guy's probably worth a point and a half at least. So, you know, five and a half is reasonable. All right. His name is Alan Boston. You can follow him on Twitter at Boston red 88. Uh, we got six more games to get to tomorrow. We will get the reactions, and we'll talk about uh, how they got there, as we have just here in this past segment. How did Florida and Michigan get through? Murray State and Florida State, those are the next two we'll get to. It is a numbers game right here at Visa with Alan Boston. Stick around. Support for today's show, as always, comes from bookmaker.eu. I've said it before. I will say it again because I mean it. Bookmaker.eu, an industry leader to close to 30 years. The three things that set them apart, they take the highest limits, They pride themselves on never having kicked out a winning player and their first to post odds. Never kicked out a winning player. Cannot stress that enough. Bookmaker, where the lines originate, that's their motto, because chances are where you're betting, they take their lines from Bookmaker. Just follow them. And right now, if you visit bookmaker.eu slash gill, that's bookmaker.eu slash G-I-L-L, you get an exclusive 100% welcome bonus of up to $300. Now, here's the deal on their big bracket contest. That second chance bracket, if you crap out on this one, $20 in entry for the Sweet 16, $5K, $2,500, $1K. Those are the first, second, and third prizes there. Again, every completed entry will win a prize. All the details for that one at bookmaker.eu slash second hyphen chance hyphen bracket hyphen contest. Good luck to you. And again, the bonus that you're looking for, bookmaker.eu slash gill. Back to a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander, broadcasting live from our VSIN studios in Las Vegas. There is no better time than March, that's for sure, especially when it comes to betting. Now's the perfect time to try out the new PointsBet app. PointsBet is New Jersey's premium sportsbook. Check out their Make It Rain promotion. Every tournament game you bet on, get $3 whenever your team hits a three. It's the best March promo out there. Download the PointsBet app. Get an instant $50 free bonus plus $1,000 in risk-free bets. Just sign up with code VSIN. That's V-S-I-N. New Jersey only now. Must be 21 years of age or older. Additional terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. PointsBet. Stay sharp. It's Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game right here at VSIN Series XM Channel 204. If you're watching on VSIN.com uh, or the VSIN app, uh, also, Fubo TV, you see that shot, live shot of the South Point Hotel Casino where people are packing it in, ready to uh, make their bets on this second day of March Madness. Um, moving on here with, with Alan Boston, Florida is taking on Michigan tomorrow in a round two game. Uh, Michigan got through very easily, dispatching Montana uh, last night uh, as a two seed Michigan in the. I guess that's the Western region. Yes, West region, as is uh, Florida, obviously. Florida does so uh, over Nevada. And by the way, let me just say this before I bring Alan back in. Uh, there's always one or two people on Twitter who are going to like give give someone a hard time because their best bet didn't lose. First of all, Alan's insight is phenomenal throughout what he was giving us. Here's the deal with Nevada. They were 5 of 24 from 3. Uh, Nevada was yesterday in this ball game. 5 of 24. Uh, Caleb Martin himself, 5 of 22 from the field, 2 for 11 
uh, from three. By the way, let me just say this. Nevada had four total assists in that game. Four. And yet could have won. Cut it down to a bucket. Uh, but it didn't work out. Florida does get the win. Um, and Florida advances to take on Michigan tomorrow. Michigan favored by a touchdown in this ball game. Let's bring in Allen Boston. Your thoughts on this Florida uh, Michigan well, First of all, Martin had the flu. He was being pumped through a IV all night. So he was basically even if he even a play, which obviously I didn't know about, or I would have been getting off. No one knew about it. The game went straight up at the end. Mm-hmm. The starting center Taylor didn't play at all in the second half. Uh, that's just too much to overcome. I dare say that if the team didn't have the flu and the starting center didn't get hurt, this would have been a cakewalk. The team shoots very well from three point land. They missed a lot of shots. They normally make, uh, the game was a mismatch and I really don't care what the result was. It, uh, and, and to all those who don't like it, well, don't bet. Don't listen. I really, you know, That's I don't right. read Twitter anyway for that reason. Right. People no. want to hide behind Twitter, you know, come and tell me face to face. The courage I'm 60 of, years old, but I still know how to react to something like that. Alan, I call it the courage of anonymity. Yeah. That's how it is. Well, I call it, I call it stupidity. That's yeah. uh, but unfortunately stupidity kind of just reigns supreme in the, in this country, maybe even in the world. So anyway, Nevada had the flu. Martin was being pumped full of IV all night. Admittedly said after the game, I don't like making excuses. Yes. I didn't feel well. Yes. I was getting IVs all night, but that's why his game was not up to snuff. I don't know what happened to Taylor, who's very important for the team, but he didn't play at all in the second half. Uh, I kind of turned it off because I, 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 you know, I had no idea what was going on. I, I watched them play the first few minutes. And, you know, normally they're a very, very quick team, and they just seemed very lethargic. And I called my, I called a friend up because I was, I was all in on that game. And, and you know, who wants to hear it? Believe me, I bet an absolute fortune in that game. Like that was far and away my biggest bet of the tournament. Like not even close. Like I won almost every game yesterday and probably broke even. So. That might give you an idea. The it was is it's just it is what it is. It, it, it's it's just a bad break, and uh, that's that's gambling. But uh, so you know, I'm not giving Florida much credit for for beating a uh, less than uh, you know a team that really wasn't there. Uh, and 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 now they face a Michigan team that's uh, entirely healthy now, and obviously. Uh, has a terrific uh, approach to the game and, and a coach that knows what he's doing. And, and even more importantly, they, they brought in this assistant who's a, an absolute defensive wizard, and they just put strangleholds on, on every team they play. Uh, again, Florida's youth, I think, is going to get them here a little bit. I think the line's pretty fair, seven, seven and a half. That's, that's right where I'd have it. Uh, but, I don't, again, I don't see how Florida has any chance of hanging with this team. And, uh, you know, I'm probably not going to bet it because the line's right. But, but, you know, my gut says that Michigan will run them out of the gym. Also in the Western region, uh, right after that. Michigan was very impressive yesterday. That Montana team is no picnic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and they were impressive. They, they were they were very, very good. Murray State, Florida State is the other game uh, in the Western region tomorrow. Murray State gets there. Really just absolutely boat racing Marquette. John Morant, not only the best uh, player on the court, but uh, messed around, had a triple-double in this game. Um and Murray State easily taking care of Marquette. Murray State doing it as a 12 seed. Florida State, in uh, you know, I was saying yesterday on Twitter, all these games come down to, not all of them, but many of them on, on the number come down to the final possession. Florida State ends up uh, winning their game against, against Vermont, but 
uh, choose not to uh, shoot a bucket there at the end when they run out of their basket. A little classy kind of move, but obviously that doesn't help Florida State better. So that was a big groan in the sports book. So it's Florida State, Murray State. Florida State favored across the board. Consensus, it's at five right now in favor of the Seminoles. Well, uh, after watching Marquette yesterday, I was mumbling to myself, how the hell did this team beat me out of all that money all year? I, I lost a lot of fortune betting against Marquette and just, uh, and, and they showed, you know, Wojciechowski there, whatever his name is, you know, the K assistant, they, they just completely, they lost their minds, but part of the reason they lost their minds, well, they didn't really lose their minds. They just, they were never the best coach team anyway. Uh, Morant's ridiculous. Like really incredible. I, I, I've seen him play before, but that kid is, 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 I mean, that's just, that's like John Stockton personified, like even a more athletic version of Stock, John Stockton. That, that guy sees the court like no other. And they talked about his patience, right? He lets every single play develop. He, his, his, his instinct for the game is, is nuts. Uh, and the kid Brown, who kept hitting threes, uh, that's about as pure a stroke as you'll see. He, he might be a pro someday, too. Uh, they obviously have talent. Their battle was they were kind of getting mangled on the boards, and that's where the issue is going to be here. Mega athletic Florida State, number one, is not going to probably get out quick down the court like Marquette did, and number two, just might murder him on the boards. But, and this is a big but, uh, you know, Vermont missed uh, several shots they normally make, and Lamb missed two straight uh, front ends of one-on-ones, and that's kind of where the game got away a little bit from Vermont. Uh, certainly Florida State will enjoy playing this more up-tempo style, but Morant is, is I mean, I, I normally don't enjoy a basketball player that much, but that kid, that kid is, is very, very, very special. That's about as good a performance as I've seen in a game like ever. Even with his... Uh, showboating uh costing them a couple turnovers which were, were unnecessary they just uh they were not going to lose that game they just uh they were just too too quick for uh marquette and marquette had had a, had a very poor approach which uh made it a lot easier uh i think the line's a little bit too high i think i think obviously murray states a, is is really good and morant makes them just you know unstoppable. They can never be out of any game with him in it. They, they, they almost always get a good shot. He never, you know, he really turns it over unless he gets a little showboaty. And, uh, you know, I, 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 again, this is another situation. I, I think, uh, where, where patience will be a little bit more, will, will be important. Uh, do you want to get in a track meet with Florida state? Maybe they do. I, I you know, I'm not sure. Florida state certainly wouldn't mind that. Uh, but you get Florida State in a half court game like Vermont did, and and they they do not run good half court offense, like not even close. Uh, and uh, this will probably come down to uh, if if uh, Florida State doesn't murder them too much on the boards. But uh, I would definitely be uh, have a, a strong lean to Murray State here, and uh, and definitely would have taken the opening number of six, and probably and definitely would have taken five and a half. I'm not so sure I'm taking five, but uh, that that team is really good, and. Uh, Florida State uh, is is uh, it, the thing that worries me is is Vermont was going to play Florida State half court. I'm not so sure Murray State will, and 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 that may play into Florida State's hands a little bit. So, with a little bit of a reservation, I'm definitely uh, having a big lean to uh, Murray, and 
I hope they win. They, they, that Morant is uh, fun to watch. He I'll is, tell you. He's As fun a basketball to watch. fan, that, that's, uh, that's a treat. It really is. You know, the consensus is that uh, Zion will be the first pick in the draft and that Ja Morant will be the second. I'm not so sure that Ja isn't more pro-ready right from the start than anyone. And certainly in any college basketball game, <clears throat> with the exception of playing perhaps uh, one of the big ones like a Duke, he's the best player on the court, period. And he certainly will be against FSU. I also, in addition to taking LSU minus one yesterday, I did take Murray State plus five and a half. I didn't see a six, but I got five and a half. I also took them on the money line at about plus 184, I believe my number was, somewhere right around there. So uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm, get, away. Get, away. get away real quick. I mean, yeah. people don't. Uh... People don't wait anymore, and I don't really understand it. If anyone, if you know what you're doing, you're probably going to bet more than whatever Chris takes on the opener. Uh, but you know that's their that's their choice, and others have to live with it. In, in the old days, that that stuff wouldn't have happened. But or Mr. You know, someone was there to straighten it all out. But anyway, it is what it is, and uh, you know you can still enjoy the basketball game for what it is without a bet. And uh, I think. Uh, Anytime you have a chance to watch Morant, that that's uh, fun. I I, I genuinely uh, enjoyed watching him play, and that does not happen often. Let me do one more here. For a team that's kind of helped the skelter, there there's he is just. I mean, every single pass he makes is at the right angle, at, yeah. to the right spot, at the right tempo. It's just he just sees the whole court and sees what's going to happen in the next ten seconds. Like, you know, for a player to to be able to play as quickly as he does yet to have the patience that he has is just a really special trait. Plus he can shoot plus he's mega quick and he he's, he's not a liability defensively. That might be why Zion uh, is maybe a better pro Morant's not the biggest and uh, he might have a little trouble at the next level defending, but you know, again, I'm not, I'm not a scout. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'll take him on my team. Absolutely. Here, uh, before we go, go do whatever you want, uh, <laughs> And before we go to break here, Alan, he is a freak. Let me let me squeeze in one more here for you. Uh, go ahead. Obviously, I'll be quicker too. No, no, no. You're good. Gonzaga, Baylor. Uh, Baylor got through by beating Syracuse last night. That uh, some might have missed that. Um, Syracuse is one of those plays that everybody I knew, right? And we even verbalized this. We're like, I don't know one person on Baylor. I would that would scare me. Baylor, well, beats, uh, you're talking to someone who's one of his biggest bets was Baylor. So yeah, no, uh, I'm saying in, in my sphere over here. And then Gonzaga, obviously, they scored 53 in the first half against Fairleigh Dickinson. That was over. Yeah, I should have laid that. That was that yeah. was a, they beat everyone by 50. And Fairleigh Dickinson is playing with six guys and on short rest. They had no chance. This is 13. Yeah, the, the problem is Gonzaga six through 10 can can extend the lead against most teams in the country. That's that's the problem. Uh, so Baylor, uh, Scott Drew used a uh, previous experience against Syracuse and he just said, all right, we're going to shoot threes. And they did. And they made a bunch of them and, uh, and they won. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Mason, uh, got hit in the thigh and, uh, kind of was hobbling around there a little bit. He has a little bit of a thigh bruise. I, I, I think how that, how, how that heals, he was fine playing through the game. He, uh, he actually controlled the game for them and, and, uh, won the game for them pretty much. Uh, but I don't know how bad that was. And, you know, I just read it in the paper and I saw him like not less, not, not totally hundred percent there, but you know, another day to get treatment. Uh, but if that bugs him at all, uh, they have absolutely no chance against Gonzaga and they probably have no chance anyway. Uh, Gonzaga just, uh, just, uh, you know, made mincemeat out of everybody out there. And I, I don't think Baylor's was going to hit 15 or 16 threes again, like they did. Uh, and if they do, then, uh, you know, Mark few doesn't stick to one zone defense. Uh, he'll, he'll mix it up and, and uh, he, he's not a zoner anyway, but he'll he'll mix up his defenses and take away what they can. And, and this really does feel like a a complete mismatch. I think Baylor probably uh, had their day in the sun and had a good day shooting and, and got through. But 
they've been pretty beat up most of the year and, and they're not a hundred percent healthy. And, and now on one day's rest off a big win, I, I would expect them to get bludgeoned here. So Gonzaga by the 13. line's kind of high at yeah, 13, 13. I mean, but you know, I, I, I wouldn't care. I, w- I would think this will be a 30-point a jobby. So. All right. Alan, uh, stick around one more time. We've got three more games to get to. Minnesota-Michigan State, Villanova-Purdue, and Auburn-Kansas. Those are the other games on the uh, Saturday slate. We'll get to those uh, momentarily. Again, the VEASAN College Basketball Tournament betting guide is available to you. It didn't expire just because the game started. It's something you can uh, refer to throughout the tournament. It's a 90-page digital magazine. Uh, featuring Brent Musburger, Matt Humans, Dave Tooley, Steve Mackinnon, Greg Hoops Peterson. $14.99. You can order your copy at vsin.com slash subscribe. And while you're there, check out the best price to get the guide plus 52 weeks of point spread weekly and a chance to win ten thousand dollars in Vison's ba- uh Vison's Beat the Spread Challenge. I should say not only ten thousand dollar grand prize, of course, as you recall, but uh that was uh also to uh have the opportunity to hang out with Brent on set. Maybe get Brent to do a uh, manscaping demonstration. I don't know what's in the final prize package, uh, but that's obviously underway. All the VEASAN College Basketball Tournament betting guide, factoids, and all the expert analysis at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Check it out. More with Alan Boston coming up on a numbers game at VEASAN. Now, back to a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander, broadcasting live from our VEASAN studios in Las Vegas. It is a numbers game where sports betting analytics live, actionable sports betting information. Uh, we do have a Take Palooza play tonight coming up. Um, probably shouldn't have stayed away from Take Palooza as it turned out last night, the NBA, but uh, we will get to a pick uh, later on the show. More with Alan Boston right now again at Boston Red 88. An American original, thankful uh, that we uh, have him on the show, not only today, but also yesterday and the day before. Maybe we can coax him back next week uh, for some Sweet 16 analysis as well. Uh, let's continue with uh, the remainder of Saturday's games, Alan, if we could. Yeah, I don't have a hitman out on me. <laughs> why, would you, why would you have a hitman out on you? Nevada. Oh, no, stop it. Quick update, uh, Evans for VCU, uh, it's not as good a news as I had hoped. Uh, the coach said he's going to give it a whirl. But he practiced yesterday, and he said he said he's fine, and the coach said he's going to give it a whirl. So he's in. Uh, okay. Coach saying he's going to give it a whirl is not uh, as encouraging for me, so I cut my bet down a little bit on that game. Give it it was a, one of my better plays of the tournament. Give it a whirl. That's BCU Central Florida, yeah. Okay. He's going to give it a shot. That's what he said. That That's uh, not – but, you know, they play possum once in a while. But once I don't again. know. He's certainly not going to be 100%, so, and he's too, way, way too important for them. I still think it's a good bet, but just not – like a great bet. So I figured I'll throw that out there. Once again, I definitely got off a lot of my, uh, I had a, I had a big one on that and definitely cut it way down. Anyway. All right. On we go. Uh, they could be committee putting VCU and uh, central Florida, as we talked about uh, together in a bracket. So uh, one could be conveniently uh, eliminated of the mid majors. Right. And then they could be worn out to play Duke the next game. That's right. That's anyway. Right. All right. So, so we continue tomorrow, Minnesota, Michigan state, uh, it's a 10 seed, uh, and a two seed in the, uh, is that the West? Is that, uh, Jeff? Yeah, that's in the West, right? I have no idea. No, East. I'm sorry. It's in the East. Correct. I'm sorry. It's in the East. Right. Well, well just to, just Remember to, when they used to actually play in the East when they're in the East region. Yeah. Just to be thorough here, yeah. Alan, for the uh, bracket uh, folks out there, Minnesota oh, wins, great. Minnesota wins. Uh, they beat Louisville. This was the first game yesterday and Minnesota, which could, could very easily be argued. Should they have been in the tournament or not? They go crazy from behind the arc. Uh, very uncharacteristic of them. Uh, not much arc defense from Louisville. It must be pointed out as well. Michigan state gets it done ultimately against Bradley, but it was not easy. 
uh, for sure. They uh, they get a, they sort of uh, outlast them and, and get some distance between themselves and Bradley late in that game. Michigan State here favored in this game over Minnesota by 10, Allen. Yeah, they played, obviously, they're both in the Big Ten. They played during the year. Michigan State was 13-14 when they first played, won rather handily. The, the trouble with Michigan State uh, is they're basically using a six-man rotation or five-and-a-half-man rotation. Uh, Ward only played 10 minutes yesterday. Uh, injuries have taken away some of their other players. He basically goes with five guys, and, and Ward played 10 minutes. I think uh, Brown played seven minutes or something. That's it. Uh, that's going to get you eventually. And uh, they've gone there. Obviously, they went through the uh, conference tournament. Well, well, they had a Hearns for that, but he, he didn't play much either. Uh, my concern is that Michigan State wears down eventually, but – uh, it, it probably won't matter this game. They, they, they had no problem with Minnesota. The first time they played Minnesota shot the lights out, as you point out, uh, yesterday, which is a, uh, certainly an anomaly and anomalies normally don't happen back to back games. Uh, I think 10 is a fair line for the game. They're like, you know, they were 13 and a half during the year. So, and, and, and Michigan state being a little, uh, shorthanded, you know, probably means uh, a half a point or a point. So, uh, 10 fair. Uh, and, uh, I, I have no interest in betting this game at all. Uh, they're both very familiar with each other, and uh, Michigan State shorthandedness is bugging me a little bit. That 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 team, uh, uh, yeah. I thought about you can't use five and a half guys for a whole tournament, and and that's pretty much what they're doing. And one of them's playing with a big wrap on his hand. So I thought about you happens. yesterday, Alan. I thought about you when uh, Izzo was going after multiple multiple uh, of his own players. And they made a bit, you know, it was made a big deal of in this day and age. And Izzo was getting into the, into their faces. And I thought to myself, uh, old schoolers would just call this coaching, you know, and it's just oh, it is coaching. Yeah. What do you think he hates the kid? Yeah. He, <laughs> it's so ridiculous what the world's become anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was a tough game for them yesterday. I, I misread that completely. You know, they won the big 10 tournament and they're, they're playing Bradley and, you know, ho-hum. Yeah. And they finally put the clinker in. And Bradley played extremely well. The coach for Bradley's good. They have a couple of very good players who weren't uh, in fear of anything Michigan State did. The, the starting center for Bradley was terrific. One of the guards was really good, too. Uh, Bradley's going to have a good team next year. Bradley plus 11 in but, the second half, where it went to die, the plus 11 for Bradley right at the end, uh, for those who bet that halftime uh, number on that. Yeah. Happens fairly often. Yeah, when they crack, they really crack. Next, Villanova Purdue is next. Villanova gets by St. Mary's. Uh, that landed, I think, that middled for books. That uh, depending on where yeah, you got not the a good number. number for the books. Yeah, not a good number. Villanova won that by four uh, over St. Mary's out of the uh, West Coast Conference. So Villanova advances as a six seed in the South. They will take on number three Purdue, who dispatched Old Dominion. Purdue favored in this one by four consensus right now, but it's moving up to four and a half as we speak. Yeah, that one's too high. Uh, don't know, uh, Jay Wright with an excellent game plan. He decided that, you know, uh, when a team wants to control tempo, they're going to be able to do it. He wanted to play quick. St. Mary's wanted to play slow. He resigned himself to the fact that, all right, we're going to have to play slow and just try to grind this out because St. Mary's is so efficient that when you try to speed them up, they're, they're going to, they're going to make the proper pass and, and beat us. So very good decision by Wright to just try to beat St. Mary's at their game since he has the better talent. And he did, you know, uh, going over has uh, a young team. I, I thought they might crash out here yesterday, uh, but they played very well and uh, Purdue's dealing with a, a back issue to the starting center. Uh, they should have put old dominion away many, many moons before that and, and didn't, uh, 
there's no way that Purdue is four four and a half better than Villanova. That is that is just not close to being right. Uh, I will definitely be uh, uh, taking the points here. I, I, I this is Villanova, man. This is not some uh, you know shit program. They did win the national championship last year and, and a few years ago too. Yes, they're starting three freshmen, and uh, but and yes, the year was less than stellar, and some of their results are a little dicey. But Purdue's another team that that uh, had issues at the end of the year, specifically that guy with the, the I, I don't, I don't remember players' names, but I know the back injury was, was bugging them. Uh, they had some poor results. Yesterday's game was not something to write home about. All Dominion is well coached and did, did muck it up enough to make things ugly, but they had a chance to, to, to get them to 30 and, and, and didn't. Uh, that bugs me a little bit. Uh, Produce another team that typically displays to the, best of their abilities. Their coach is very, very good. And they're another one. I like to think about that. Their upside has been hit and they have no way to go, but down where I think Villanova has some wiggle room to move up where they are playing three freshmen. They are kind of still learning the, uh, the ropes, uh, was more impressed with Villanova yesterday than Purdue and definitely would be uh, taking the points here. I don't like understand the, uh, the line going up really don't. I like it. A lot of conviction there on Villanova with the points, uh, against Purdue taking the points in that one. And finally, then Alan, uh, Auburn and Kansas, a five and four advance. Uh, this in the Midwest region, Kansas gets there. Uh, uh, amongst all seedings that were not one or two seeds, Kansas had the easiest time of it yesterday. They just uh, yeah. rolled northeastern, and then there was Auburn. Oh my goodness! This this was the ending that I think uh, caused the most uh, buzz of the day. Auburn gets by, and I do mean gets by New Mexico State. They beat them by a point. But in the last minute and a half of this game, roughly speaking, how yes. many mistakes were committed? Oh, my goodness. And Auburn, Auburn just absolutely lives to see another day uh, because of a wide-open missed three, which followed, you know, uh, fouling a shooter up three too early. Then, oh, excuse me, yeah, so it didn't really, it didn't really matter. Uh, then fouling a three-point shooter with one and a half seconds left in the game. Uh, just, just an amazing array of uh, mistakes. But Auburn gets by 78-77. They don't cover, obviously, as six-point favorites. Auburn opened as a one-point favorite against Kansas, Allen, and this has gone up. It's two now, and I see some two-and-a-halves even in favor of the Auburn Tigers. I mean, you know, athletically, Auburn is, is just better than Kansas. That, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Northeastern just, just, I have no, I don't know what Northeastern was doing. That was shocking that an experienced team like that would really just lay down like that. I, 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 I don't know why the moment was too big for them. This team has been in the NCAA tournament before and, and had played extremely well. I don't know what happened yesterday. That was a very strange game from Northeastern, a team that finally had gotten healthy by the end of the year. Uh, really didn't try to stay in front of anybody. It was just, you know, maybe they're just completely out-athleted. I, I didn't think that could ever be the case because some of their players are pretty good. Uh, but, you know, Kansas rolled them. Uh, uh, Kansas is another team that could get better. I mean, he starts, I think, four freshmen. Obviously, he recruits like a motherfucker. He's got, you know, top-tier talent. Uh, and, and then there's Auburn. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of Kansas, but Auburn makes them look like uh, Einstein. Uh I, I, you know, it's, it's stupidity reigning supreme there. One of the announcers said that, boy, is this a well-coached team? And I, and I actually, I didn't tweet it. I just was on the phone with a friend. I said, do you believe that these guys get paid to say that shit? I mean, seriously, early in the game, cause they ran up there, you know, someone, someone actually cut properly and, and, and they got the ball to him. So, you know, some, some play you make in junior high, he was talking about how well coached they are. Like, 
their their offense is very simplistic. They take a million bad shots. They rely on their athleticism a lot, uh, and they definitely you know you can't you. I mean, New Mexico's taking a wide open three off an inbound play with one second to go. Are you kidding me? And why the kid from New Mexico State just didn't take the layup is beyond me. That was that was oh, strange. But then this was... idiot goes and follows a three point shooter. Like, you, I it forgot. Was, oh, and, and they yeah they couldn't handle a simple press that New Mexico State threw at him. Part of the reason was they were playing their, their fifth game in eight days, and now this is sixth game in ten days for Auburn. And and that that could be the difference here. Uh, you know, Auburn definitely has better talent, but six game in six games in ten days, and they showed signs of weariness at the end of that last game. Could be uh, the could spell the doom here and. Uh, I am going to be betting Kansas and hating myself after if I lose. <laughs> the self-loathing begins, Alan. No, you you pointed literally out, self-loathing. <laughs> yeah, you you pointed out. I buried the headline on on all the poor decisions in that final sequence. You're right. Uh, it's just a bunny to send it into overtime, ostensibly, and then the choice to send it out to uh, behind the arc, uh, which then I'll give Jan's credit. He, he told his kid, you know, that's you know, we I don't I don't knock any play we make. That's the play he decided, and the yeah. guy had an open three, and he had a, you know, and he had a good foul shooter at the line. Defended his kid. He did. Poor kid choked. I mean, he did one of three. They yeah. were water overtime. I mean, you know, Auburn was done. Yeah. It was a amazing. And, so and Bruce Pearl. He should have taken the layup. <laughs> he he should have. But Bruce. I can understand when you're an underdog, you know, try to win the game right then and there. I, I'm a big proponent of that. But they had clearly had taken over the game the last minute and clearly had Auburn on the ropes. And and he should have just taken that layup. But, you know. Yeah. That was his quick decision. Uh, Bruce Pearl, to your point, saying uh, he believes his team is tired. I don't know how much of that is, uh, you know after the fact, sort of uh, trying to uh, make an excuse, but Bruce Pearl definitely saying that his, that his team is uh, tired. So you're on Kansas there, and like you said, if it doesn't, if it doesn't go your way, let the self-loathing begin. Alan, you are the best, man. Thank you so much for the right. time. Uh, you're welcome. I'll talk to you next week. There you go, my man. We'll talk about Wednesday-ish about the Sweet 16. Let you Bye-bye. make your bets. Alan Boston, there he goes, uh, at BostonRed88 on Twitter. Uh, thankful to have him on a numbers game once again this morning. We are privileged, Jeff. I'm telling you right now, man, that this should not go un- unsaid. Very privileged to have him on. Uh, there is nobody better. He'll be modest about it, but there's nobody better when it comes to college basketball. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 